A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello everyone and welcome to this very week's very episode of our weekly podcast Flats and Shanks. I'm uh, Di Flats. Hi, I'm Tom Shanklin. Alright Tom, how are you? Alright fella. I'm really good mate. Um, Six Nations is over, had a bit of a break slash half a day off. You know what I'm like, just work, work, work. Can't get away from it. it. I don't want to stop. Don't stop. I don't want to stop. Keep moving. Reckon you'll reckon you'll fade away if you stop. Keep moving, don't stop rocking. Ah, uh, yeah. you never gotta let go. I don't that know the words. A, that is you in a hairy nutshell, isn't it? Get on up you when you're down. Rover. Yeah. Take a good look around. Okay. You, do you know what I'm singing there? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's the best yeah, five I'm song with... ever. Keep on moving. Mm. But I, I, I can't. I, I can't. Yeah, it's fine. I can't do the lyrics off the top of my head like I've got to sing the whole song. Otherwise, I get lost. Yeah, because you don't know it well enough. Whereas E17, yeah, you need nothing, do you? You can oh. take it from anywhere. Turn the lights off and put some music on. Let our body sing, swing to the soft song. I feel the heat is turning me on. I want to feel you. No, I don't need to go on, do I? That's you deep. don't need to go on. You've, you've proved deep. your point. Yeah, yeah, I proved my point. Um, I do other songs as well. Like I do the turtle rap, T-U-R-T-L-E, Power. In a half shell, the yeah. heroes fall on this day. Yeah, I do loads of stuff. I mean, it's not just commercial. It's some some dark, heavy, deep down, non-commercial, intelligent jungle. Yeah, I met a lady the other day at this dinner, and she um she had really good fun. But then she said, "How you?" I was presenting these awards things. She was like, "How are you going to do it tonight?" So, what do you mean? How am I going to do it? She's like, "What's your style?" I said, "Well, I rap it. Like, I rap everything." And she's like, "You joking?" I was like, "No, no." And the, the woman. The bloke who had actually hired me for this thing was sitting in between us, and he goes, "No, no, that's why we've hired him. It's just something completely different." Yeah, because they had they had Roman. I f- always forgetting his name. Uh, and Tamak. Romesh, no, Romesh Ranganathan, the the comedian. Funny, He's got bonkai. He's got bonkai. Yeah, they had him last year, and I was like, I don't want to follow him. It's like he was like, we're not going to we're not going to have flats follow him, are we? He's a comedian, so we have got a rapper. She's like, oh, cool, nice one. I can rap. It's like, can you? She's like, yeah, honestly, like I do all the time. Like I started off doing it with my kids, but I'm actually quite good. 
And I was like, go on then. She goes, well, give me any word to rap. And I thought she's like, give me a word and I'll include it in a freestyle spitting some bars. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Uh, the bloke sitting next to me was called Simon. I was like, Simon. And she was like, S to the I, to the M, to the O, to the M. I was like, you spelled his name? And she's like, yeah, yeah. And like, my name's, her name's actually Nikki. N to the I, to the C, to the K, to the I, E. I was like, right, you you know that's not rapping. Because she's like, of course it is. That's exactly how they do it. She spells she her name Nikki, I-E at the end. I-E. Don't trust her. Not in the same boat. Not, not in the that, same mate. boat. Not having that one bit. That's It's, when, it's either I, I, I or really, a Y. I really liked her. And then, I'm not having I either, by the way. I really liked her until the, the, the not being able to rap thing and thinking it was, was genuine. She didn't realise that she would be humiliating herself for years. Yeah. And people were laughing at her. And I still liked her after that. And then she told me, then she spelt her name out via her version of rap, ended with IE. And I thought, we're never going to be friends. Fact. There's only one way you do that as well. It's L to the I to the B to the E to the R to the TY. Liberty X. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's it. it. That's the only one, mind. <laughs> so if she'd it. done that, I'd have been all right with it, but I wasn't all right with it. Yeah. Um, mm. Do you know who Jessica from Liberty X is married to? Brian Harvey. Kevin Peterson. You are effing joking me. I'm not pulling your leg either. Are you, pull, are you just, pulling my plonker? I just know this stuff. Are you pulling my plonker? If not, why not? That's the insight you get with Flats and Shanks, just like celebrity marriages. Yeah, yeah, but it's stuff people actually care about now because it's 2019. So. Yeah. Um. So, hey, hey, tell me this. Tell me this. Riddle me this. What have you been up to, fella? I tell you where I was on Thursday. Where to then? Um, it was bourgeois, bourgeois restaurant, bourgeois. Was it? Uh, Boysdale's. That's it. You got it. I knew you'd know. I got it. Burger King. Yeah. I knew I'd know. Began with a B. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sure there is a restaurant called Bourgeois, but I'm sure it wasn't there. Yeah. I'm not very good with names. You know that. Um, I know that. Some things stick in, others don't. But yeah. Delilah Foundation lunch, incredible. Wish I'd stayed. Um, it was one of those that I had a late train back to Cardiff, but... I didn't want to leave at all because that good. Yeah, it was just it was just flowing so well. They had like the upstairs restaurant and um Mark Dern Smith, he hosted it. You know what he's like mental. Oh did he? Oh, I didn't realise he was doing it. Yeah, Dern is on top form. Um loved just listening to him in general. He had all the all the boys in stitches, all the investment bankers there, all the IFAs. He, he's all, but he's always on good form. He's permanently and perennially upbeat yeah and he? yeah he is he's just brilliant and johnny gould was there as well uh, i don't need to tell you what he was like the man if you want an auctioneer he is just the man by mile tommy we've seen them all haven't we we've, we've yeah. seen them all seen ones off the telly as well they're not they're nothing like johnny what you get with john you get a comedian you get entertainment and an auctioneer, and he never forgets the price you know when you go off on a tangent sometimes when you've sometimes got to do an auction yeah, you're like where are we yeah yeah Right, I got 500 there. 300, sorry, I got 300 there. Um, yeah. But phenomenal, phenomenal. We did a a little Q&A on stage myself, Jim Hamilton, Rob Henderson on good form, uh, lol, big lol, obviously, it's his do, and Philip Saint-Andre. Yeah, really uh, nice bloke. They showed Philip Saint-Andre's try against yeah, England, one. you know, the one from their own dead ball line. Serge Blanco, Didier Cambaribero, wasn't it? 
think so. They put the kick in, yeah. Uh, what a try that was. They were just saying it's possibly up there with the greatest Six Nations try slash yeah. greatest try. Said, oh, I can't wait for my tries when they're coming on. <laughs> no? All right. They didn't have a video for you. That's a shame. Um, scored four against Romania in one go once. All good. You scored against the All Blacks, didn't you? Yeah, but no. It was more to do with how great the try was rather than um, who was scoring think, it, I suppose. But yeah, but fair's fair, fella. Fair's fair. Um, Jim Armantown had a lovely brown jacket on, but you know, proper. Uh, I've, I've seen that jacket. That's a geography teacher's jacket. It's not it, even like a nice brown, is it? It's no. It's a horrible brown. It, it's weird because the brownies actually in certain, you know, like brown shoes can be done. But even in like the world of luxury cars, really nice metallic brown is becoming a really classy colour. Like Maserati even launched one of their cars a few years ago in brown. But Jim's brown jacket is just awful. I'm glad you've seen it because yeah, um, it, 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 it was just awful. I just wondered why he was wearing it. I mean, he's a guy that does a lot of um, media work. You know, he's bound to have a an extensive wardrobe, yet he chose to come dressed as a poo. So, I mean, uppercut there, and I'd bloody do it to him if he was here. Probably God, quite. you would as well. You would, wouldn't you? I'd do it left-handed as well, so I don't knock him out. <laughs> but he was, um, him. he's always on good form. It was just a nice a nice lunch, and everyone was having a few beers. There was also, um, who was there? John Hall was there. Um, Jerry Guscott was there. Um, Phil de Glanville there on a table as well Adrian Davis the former 10 it was at Richmond and Wales and coach at London Welsh he was there as well so it was a good little catch up with everyone um, food was delicious and I was a little bit disappointed when I had to leave uh, mm, in Canary uh, Wharf so yeah were you funny I don't know I'm, I, you try to be don't you but I mean there was laughter um, sometimes it's at me, sometimes it's with me, but yeah. who cares? It's sometimes laughter. the laughs will disappear. They will. Sometimes the laughs will be false. Yeah, there is no room 365. Uh, Friday went to watch the Blues. Um, they played Scarlet's absolutely MC Hammerdom. Yeah, they absolutely battered them, didn't they? A bit embarrassing for the Scarlet's, if we're brutally honest. Um, a I lot of their stars were on the that's, bench. I'm sure that's going to be in our rugby section. No, but... it won't be because we'll, we'll. A lot of their stars on the bench, but still, they came on at half time, and you know it was better. But what I couldn't work out was the score was something ridiculous. Right, get this: with four minutes to go, as I'm scrolling through my tweets, I'm going to tell you what score it was. But it was around I don't know, thirty-eight, twelve up at yeah. with four minutes to go. And the Blues decide to go for, I'll tell you what the score was right now. It was 38-12 up, four minutes left, and the Blues decide to go for posts. Yeah. You what, mate? Yeah, I because I saw some tweets about that. Just don't I get thought, it. But there must be a reason, mate. To reach 40, someone have a bet on? I don't know. No one would have a bet on, you wouldn't be able to get away with it. But um, no, no, let's, I'll say it, because I'm, I'm, I'm joking, everyone knows I'm joking. It's potentially match-fixing. In terms of score, score fixing. I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. But I couldn't, couldn't work that out. Um, I hope Josh yeah, Navidi's all right. He injured himself. Um, we're not sure if it's, I'm not sure if it's his elbow or his fingers, but... Josh Navidi. He came off after five minutes. Rob Evans went off oh, as well, but he's all right because he's in Dubai at the moment, just seen on Insta. Oh, he's right then. Yeah, you're not going away if you're injured. But, um, yeah, hammered the Scarlets. And it was... 
mate, we'll, we'll get to rugby in a bit. I know that after we've found out what you're doing. But how much better is a rugby now? The weather's better. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because I want to say this to you. I want to say two things to you. I want to say that you say this every year. I do. And then I want to follow that up by saying you are bang right. It's you ju- are bang correct. It's just, you know, these pitches that they're playing on now. There's the, you know, these what? Pitch. Sorry. Yeah. Pitches. Sorry. These lady yeah. dogs we're playing on now. Yeah. Um, are phenomenal. You know, they're watered, they're green. By the way, you know, before, they're... you're right, before we, before I forget, uh, my two daughters had an argument yesterday and one of them came downstairs screaming because the other one had. Um, given her a sprained ankle, which she hadn't. I mean, she's making it up. She ran in to tell me that her ankle was sprained. Yeah. And then the bigger one came down and said, well, she she just used really bad words. And she said, you are an F word, A word, female dog. <laughs> what she, that's what she shouted at her. You're an F word, A word, female dog. Told you years dog. ago, mate. Don't let them watch TV after nine. I oh, know. So what she's saying is she's heard naughty words and she's basically calling her an effing a-hole bitch yeah no we, we got that mate sorry i didn't know i didn't know, i didn't think you'd know what the a yeah. word was <laughs> angry and yeah um but it's anyway. just so all the pictures are lush and green top level do you know what i was just i was thinking about it earlier and summer rugby i'd love to watch it but then how would you play how would your local team play on a pitch that is just rock hard because you know, local clubs just down the road, they don't water the pitches, do they? And you're going through, you know, the ankle turners where you've got divots in there that have just gone hard. I shall tell you how I reckon they'd play. Go on. This is how to alienate um, 95% of your audience. I reckon they'd just drop the ball loads. Because it's weird. It's like the first time you train on a 4G or a 3G, first time you do that, suddenly you move, you're just moving that bit faster than you're used to moving. Yeah. And I remember Bath investing in a like a 3G training pitch, and it was mainly for the weather, but also because it was like you go and play on one of these things, and it's kind of whoa, um, we're not used to this, and everything is faster. So once you're used to it, it's fine. No, but I'm more, um, I'm more about like injury because it's going to be rock hard, and there's going to be no oh, yeah. giving the ground whatsoever. That's my point. It's going to be like dust on some of these, some of these rugby pitch. Like I, where I live in Penarth, you got old pens and. And Penarth rugby, and it's, I've been there in the summer. It's, it's there's no give in the ground whatsoever. Did you ever play for them? Um, no, but they keep asking me to play for the vets, but I won't. No, not with that knee, boy. No, I mean, I that just wasn't felt... any, that wasn't an insurance job. That knee was it? <laughs> Actually, <laughs> knackered. Uh, no, it's probably gone. Um, but good enough for golf. So every cloud, a, and I've got an I've got the game in my golf. health. Sorry, I've got out of the game in my health. Yeah, too right. Yeah. I had an interesting... Um, what have you been up to? No, Mike? not interesting. I'll tell you now. But with regards to injury, Duncan Bell always says, how's your hurty finger? Because you retired with a hurty finger. And it's like, it wasn't because it hurt. It was because my hand was dying effectively. And it is genuinely fine. Like, I don't can't feel heart, the left half of my right hand very much. Oh, lucky but you. Today, for, today, I know, I know, right? Today, for the first time, um, I was in the gym, wasn't going to mention it, but... I don't, I've stopped lifting anything that's very heavy because I don't really need to. Um, but I lifted, went a little bit heavier and just went a little bit harder on the old um, single arm row. Yeah. Not not massively heavy, but a no. little bit harder. And you. my hand just couldn't grip it. And I didn't realise it couldn't grip it until I dropped it and it bounced off the bench and smacked me in the calf and gave me a little uh, gave me a little dead calf. Hmm. 
um, because I dropped it and I, I looked at my hand and thought, my arm is not tired, my back is not tired. What's going on? And I just think my hand just couldn't grip it. Don't free climb up any mountains. That's my advice to you, I, mate. I watched Free Solo last week. Heard of it? No. Mate, right? It's this guy who is one of the world's great free climbers, which is where you climb serious cliff faces and rock faces without any safety equipment at all. Yeah. So absolute headers, the lot of them, right? They're dying all the time, mate. There's like a there's like a three in two chance that you're going to die. So basically you always die. No, but these guys die a lot and they've all got loads of friends that have died doing it because it is a ridiculous thing to do, right? So, but he went to climb El Cap, which is El Capitan, which is one of the, it's one of, it's like kind of like the ultimate sheer rock face on earth. And he wanted to do it forever. And I think people have tried and died. And it's this really hyped in little independent movie um, documentary fly on the wall thing of this guy attempting it and building up to it. And I was told by loads of people to watch it. And one of them said, watch it. It will change your life. And it didn't change my life. Um, okay. It's very, very good. And it was enthralling. And I didn't press pause once through the whole thing. Yeah. Definitely worth a watch. But... I mean, what it was an incredible effort from him. Incredible. I have mean, there's you, just. Have you watched? I, I would actually quite like to see that. Have you watched? Um, well, no, you have because you told me about it. Fleabag. Oh, mate. Yeah, I'm on episode three, series one. So I've got loads to do, but. Oh, it gets better. Episode two, episode one was brilliant. Episode two is comfortably better, and yeah. I'm going to say this to you now. Okay, there'll be something I haven't seen. I know that there is nothing currently on television that is better than that. Series two of Fleabag is absolutely series amazing. Series two, good. okay. It's unbelievably good. Like sitting there watching it, like, I know nothing about making TV shows. I know I do, we do rugby stuff, but we don't make TV shows. We talk yeah. rugby. I honestly don't know how they do it. Like I'm sitting there thinking, whoever has made this and written this is a genius. Turns out it's all her. And oh my god, mate, the next series is just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Oh, good. Well, I look forward to that. Anyway, Lucky so you. you watched that. Um, oh, anyway, so I, I um, hosted uh, David Strettle's testimonial dinner the other night. Yeah. Um, at Johnny Gould did the auction there as well. Phenomenal. Um, up at the brewery with MBN, which is Lush. You know, the MBN crew boy. Yeah. Um, so all the guys there, they're, yeah, it, I've done so many events with them and there's never been a bad one because they everything's just perfectly run um and so that that was that was nice um then it's one of those things on the thursday that someone said you fancy coming up and um speaking at our rugby club and you're like yeah you you know you should do these things everything can't be corporate in the city you got to give something back so i was like yeah sure and i did this last year where i just said yeah sure i'll come along to that i'm free on that day michelle's like yeah you can come uh, what do you want him to do? Uh, do what you do, whatever you want, and that's fine. So then I realised on about Tuesday that it was in Weatherby, which is four hours north of London by car. Ouch! So popped up there, but actually it was very nice. Weatherby Rugby Club is a very nice place. They were lovely people, and I stayed. Uh, Paul Miller, the, he sorts out a lot of speakers for things, but he's a lovely man, and he um, he basically said you've got two choices: you I've either stay before. in. Yeah, you either stay in... Oh, that's right, you make me York races. You either stay in this hotel in town, you can have a nice look around. And I said, look, I haven't got time to look around. I didn't realise how far it was away. 
I'm coming in, I'm doing the job, and in the morning I'm getting up at six thirty and driving back to London. Um, he's like, right, so I'll stay near the motor. So I stayed in the days. I stayed in the days in uh, on the A1M Weatherby Services. So outside the front door was a Greg's. Didn't go in there. I think there was a Subway. Didn't go in there. But I did go to Costa Drive Through, and this is not a plug. Got nothing to do with Costa, but. One of the blokes at the dinner who played for Weatherby called Alex, who had a top knot, which is odd. Mm. He came up to me and said, because I got on the mic and took the piss out of them for putting me up at the Days Inn, even though I did have a choice. And he was like, are you really staying there? Because there's a cost to drive through. Go there in the morning. I'll text the team now. Text my mate now, whatever. And they'll sort you out. So I drove through the little cost to drive through and said, hello, can I have a cappuccino, please? And Alex said, to say that he sent me. Alex said to say that he sent me. And she was like, flat's white. I said, sorry? Flats white. It's got you, Flats white. I said, yeah, sure, if that's what you want me to be. And I said, how much do I owe you for the coffee? And they said, that's on us. Have a lovely day. So that is a that is £2.50 saved. Oh, I thought you were going to get like the cheese toast, cheese and ham toasty. I thought you were going to get the almond. I didn't want to take the Mickey boy. Yeah. I didn't want to take the a Mickey. Free coffee's good though, isn't it? That, you know, that's a nice way to start your day. And, and it covers my eight hours of unleaded in my uh, V8 car yeah just about two pound fifty probably covers it yeah I, so, I, I, yeah where are you getting your fuel from mate texas yeah. anyway that was nice but on 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 friday night i did um hosted the exhibition news awards at battersea evolution which was something a bit new i uh, mentioned it earlier actually but it was yeah it's an interesting you know it's not interesting i'm not going to tell you it's interesting you can decide for yourself but it's something different because um, host the actual awards and you you know you get on at 9.30, 9.45 and there are 23 awards with shortlists. Oh. And it's like, right, we got to rip through this. But equally, if you just do the formalities, you may as, you may as well get somebody from, you know, the gardening team to do it because they just the production company have put it together, yeah. Yeah, so you may as well get someone else to So you've got to inject a little bit into it, but it can't take very long. And that's, 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 that's interesting. And that was something very new. And then it was up to... Um, the London Stadium um, for Saris against Quinns. And again, we'll, we'll talk about the rugby in a minute, but I just, I think my, my employers might not appreciate hugely my comments on social media after that. We had to do a social media yeah. push for things, Durders and I. And I've seen I that. just said, I, I don't like that stadium for rugby. I'm not sure. I don't like it. It's, you're too remote, too far away from the pitch. Great for athletics. For me, it's just, it's a pretty difficult place to generate any sort of atmosphere. And I, yeah, I lo- we love Wembley for rugby. Wembley for rugby is the best for me. It's brilliant. Well, I listened to but, on Channel 5, doing your comments. Mm-hmm. Um, your, your hatred for the stadium didn't come across, so well done. No, I don't hate the stadium. It's just he asked me just, afterwards. Sorry, and I dislike said, it. Dislike, dislike it. it. Hate is a strong word. Um, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of stadiums like that, mine, that you're just miles away from. Yeah. I always think that with Edinburgh, when they've got that one running track down one yeah. side. Um, Sydney Cricket Ground for some of the Super 14 rugby is just... It's anywhere yeah. where it's anywhere where there's been where there is cricket or athletics, yeah, because of the shape of it, yeah, which is understandable. But it just, I mean, you commentate from a point, and you, you know, I kept reminding myself to look at the pitch. I was with I was with Conor McNamara and Paul Grayson, and like, what I want, what you want to do is take a look at the whole pitch, but you basically have to commentate off your little monitor, which is fine. That's what people see you, though when you're listening. Yeah, it is, but you, ideally you want to be able to look at the pitch so you can add something a bit wider, and yeah. then you, then you, because you can see the bigger picture, you click through, you press your little button that makes you go silent to the listeners. You go straight to the director and say, 
can we replay the last couple of breakdowns, but from camera one at the back or from this camera with on a the wide angle? You're on the lazy mic there, aren't you? Yeah, that's it. Cough yeah. mic or like whatever it is. But you can't do that there because you, you can't you can't keep your eyes on the big picture because you're so far away. So mm. I don't know. I I just think I don't, it's not I don't like it. I just think it's there's better there's better facilities around to play. Yeah, they, they, I'm sure they want to move it around. But Twickenham's fine for those games. It's decent. But Wembley's the one. Yeah, okay. It's brilliant. Nice. I don't know. Almost I'd rather they went to like Craven Cottage or something and stacked it out instead of having 30,000 empty seats at the London Stadium. I don't know. Mm. I go. agree with you, mate. Yeah. So then, But then this is in a, in a fascinating um, professional editorial twist. We were supposed to go to... So that was the live game. We were supposed to go to Chiefs against Bath Sunday to film the highlights, and the decision was made that we're not actually going to go there um, because we're going to do we're going to film the highlights from the London Stadium because we're all together, and to go from East London to Devon unnecessarily alert a whole team of people. Let's do it here. Um, so we get Sunday off, which is nice, but it does mean that once everyone else goes home, you've got to sit down and watch four games of rugby take notes and eventually highlights on them. So we got out of there very late, which is fine. But I, I think the primary reason for not going to Chiefs was because it's kind of unnecessary and kind of an effort, not an effort, but it you know, it doesn't really make f- fiscal sense or whatever. But also because it, it was kind of like editorially, what does it really give us? What is riding on that game? Really, Bath aren't going to... Basically, is, I think the decision was Bath are never going to win it. Chiefs are just going to stay top. So there might be a couple of nice tries, but ultimately you'd put your mortgage on that result. And they would, I was like, well, you can't write it off like that. And they were dead right. They were completely right. So uh, it's funny. So editorially, it was, although it's Chiefs Bath and it's a big game, there's actually, there's very little riding on it, really. Um, so yeah, there you go. What I've been up to, isn't it? Okay. And uh, it's Monday now, boy. And I'm, tell you what I'm doing tonight. I'm going to Piccadilly in town to sit around with 10 or 12 RPA reps and player reps and all that stuff. I think maybe a couple of coaches with Christian Day. And we're going to have a, he's trying to do one a month. We're going to have a little chat with, I'm going to have a little chat with these guys about sort of life after rugby and preparing for all that stuff. So it should be interesting. And more to the point, there should be a lot of protein and red wine involved. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Should we talk about rugby, Tom? Let's talk about Kevin, Dave. Let's talk about Kevin, Tom. Uh, Leicester against Northampton Friday night. Wow. Saints buzzing, fizzing. Mm. Outstanding. Yes. Cobus Reinach, joke's good. Dan Bigger, wowzers. Yeah, I agree with that totally. Um, how yeah. good was uh, Collins for that Reinach try? Oh, he's... Uh, funny, because I said to someone, I think it might have been a Saints fan or someone, I said a while ago, I can't believe Tom Collins isn't just out and out first choice. And they said, yeah, but, you know, he's a bit inconsistent. And I was like, is he? Every time, I watch him, every time I watch him play, he looks rapid and hard to defend. Yeah, he's a very good player. Um, he, he, he just he doesn't stop, does he? I mean, who would you rather, him or Ollie Thorley in your team? Oh, Ollie Thorley over pretty much anyone at the moment. Okay, but Tom Collins is good. He's got two tries as well. But my favourite was certainly the one that Ryan out finished. And I know we've said this so many times, but it just when you when I look at um, Kobus Ryan out, you know, you see a you see a tough little nugget of a player and I never expect him to be as fast as he is, but yeah. he is, you know, he showed great wheels to, to get on the end of the Collins try. Just incredible. Well, he's only got little legs, isn't he? Cause he's a scrum off. He shouldn't be that quick. Cause they, they're all quick off the mark, but top end, they've only got little legs, haven't they? Yeah, it's very true. But when you're 20 points up at uh, 20 points to three up at half time, that's a long way to come back for any team. And they tried, um, Ford slithers through. I don't know how he manages to get through. It's just it just opens up for him. Um, Tom Young scores as well, but yeah, yeah Northampton Shank, Shank boy, Shank boy, hat off. George Ford. George Ford continually does that. Yeah. So yeah, he he is he is a player who has been excellent for Leicester Tigers this season. He's been brilliant whenever he's played for England. He's got almost no game time, and when he's got some. He's looked really, really good. So it's really odd that he he seems to be kind of a, almost a un, undiscussed player these days. But he was really good. Leicester's set piece is excellent and improving. Their attacking game when they're on the front foot is decent because they got George Ford at ten. Sam Harrison is a proper, you know, a really good asset for that club. But his service wasn't quite quick enough for Ford. It didn't look on Friday night. The pack wasn't quite dominant and on the front foot. And again, it's their defence. Get this, right? Bristol run it from everywhere, don't they? We know that. They go, go, go. They they carried ball in hand for 492 yards, 492 metres on Saturday against Worcester. That is a lot. Until you read that Northampton carried for 502 metres, so 10 metres more mm-hmm. against Leicester in the first half alone. Like they are literally making yards for fun it's way too easy way too easy and how many inside balls can tens or forwards give you know one pass out from the ruck before elite defenders it was jb from the um egg chasers pod that said it on twitter it's a really good point it's like how many inside balls does it take for a professional defense to take notice yeah and i know phil blake's in there now and they will Hopefully they'll start making improvements, but those improvements have not begun yet. They got shredded. Talking about inside balls, there was a lovely one from Don Armand. 
puts yeah. it inside to um it is Yan uh, Yandel. Jack Yandel. Yeah. yeah. Puts one inside to him, just gets out of the range of who's he get out of the range of? He gets out the range of um Peronisi, I think, who just mm. plants his feet. But it was a lovely ball and a lovely little inside run. Um I watched the Chiefs Bath. Um, as you would expect, I thought Oli Devoto was really good. Again, shows that really good. he's a he's a very big physical presence in that midfield when you don't really expect him to because you expect someone like, I don't know, you look at who was up against Jamie Roberts to just dominate, you know, that physicality in the midfield. But he didn't really. Um, a lot of it because when Jamie's running with the ball, people know he's coming, people know he's big. So they do sort of gang tackle him. But... Oli Devoto, I, you don't often see him lose a physical battle when he's carrying the ball, no matter who it's against. And he looks really he's dangerous. A, he's when a big he's, boy as well. He's he the same size as Jamie, you know. And what people don't all know about Oli Devoto, I only know because I was at the same club as him for a while, is that, and you know, a bit like Liam Williams, he's one of those blokes that once you know, you know, and you would not chin him in training. Yeah. Because he's a tough, he is a tough hombre. Well, he looks it and he, he suits Exeter's game plan and style of play completely. Mm-hmm. Um, Santiago Cordero, one of the best names ever. He's going to be a loss for them next year. When he, I think he goes to Bordeaux. but yeah, He's unplayable. He is. He's a bit like Tom Collins um, with those sort of feet. You know, it's just sideways, backwards, forwards, sideways, backwards. So he never plant. he never can use his momentum to tackle him you know you just got to try and get hold of him and when players like that are cutting back inside and looking for space you just can't tackle them because they're that good it's just a shame that Chiefs just their recruitment and retention policy is just so behind the curve that they're losing Cordero and they're bringing in an absolute nobody at fullback isn't it mm. nobody never never even heard of him have you seen what he's done with his hair oh yeah I have yeah Stu- um, Stuart Hogg has Peroxide of his hair, blonde. Get on uh, him. Well, for one, I don't even know whose hair it is. To peroxide, it's not his. Um, and what happens if it, if the hair dies because he's put some bleach oh, on it? Oh yeah. He's back to square one. Um, so anyway, but Simmons isn't meant to start, but Stinson pulls up in um, in the warm up, which is probably the worst time ever. Hurt his baby cow, didn't he? Yeah, to yeah. hurt his calf, but. What a um, what a game he had as well, mind Simmons to come on. He he you know, is. When, there was two you know or three what? line breaks he makes yeah. really simply. Just glides through. He is class. We've seen him in the in the Anglo Welsh that was played a couple of years ago, sort of two three years ago, and that's where he learned his trade really. And now, eventually, when Steenson does decide to hang up his Irish boots, they've got a player that's had plenty of experience just to slot in. Do you know and. You put on the day, okay, Chiefs are dominant. Don Armand was magnificent. Yeah, again, he was. Thought Johnny Hill played really well and the scrum went really well. So they're on the front foot a lot and Devoto is fab. But then you look at Joe Simmons, who wasn't meant to, he's a young player. He's only played a handful of games, really. He's a young player, steps in last minute, literally last minute. Completely. And he'll have had hardly any phases with the team during the week. He won't, compared with Steen, so he won't have had many. And he's up against, a, you know, a, whatever his 50 odd cap Grand Slam winner. And there is, I say this respectfully, there is absolutely no comparison in quality. There is no comparison and on the day. And it's just, I just think that Chiefs have something going there. 
And to assume that they've just got loads of good young players, do you know what? It's a rich, it's a talent rich area. No, that's not true. It's no less talent. It's no more talent rich than anywhere else. Think about London. There's more of everything in London except beaches. There's more of everything. So why aren't London clubs producing young players that are that good as, as often as Exeter Chiefs are? They've got something going in terms of player development and coaching. Environment as well. Environment, yeah. And, and probably an attitude and probably the actual technical ability and communication skills of coaches. I mean, it probably is that, but we don't quite know, do we? But I just think on the day, you've got a 50-odd cap international at 10 and you've got an 85 cap international at 12. And at 13, you've got Jonathan Joseph, who did look really sharp, to be fair. But they are three senior internationals. And Slade, OK, is a sort of equivalent. But Devoto and Simmons are non-internationals, or Devoto might have a cap, I can't remember. But they're not in the same league in terms of sort of what you assumed pedigree. And there's absolutely, I wouldn't say there's absolutely no comparison. I think I might have gone a bit far with that, but... Well, you've, got you've, definitely... you've got Slade and Noel, mind Jack Noel in there as well. well. Yeah, of course you have. I mean, Slade opposite Joseph in that midfield, they sort of cancel each other out in terms of quality. But Devoto and Simmons were much were, were far better. And you just start thinking that makes me think about probably because Bath, my old club, I think about it more keenly or more regularly, but not much more. But I, you think about the recruitment strategy and stuff, and you know when you watch Jamie Roberts defend and you watch him cut a line. And actually, when he's been fit, he, I think he's been really, really good for Bath. I think he's actually been better than he was for Quinns. And he was a he was a war horse for Quinns, especially in defence. But I just think he's been good. But you, you just think, if you if you pay tonnes of money for a for a mega-cap, high-cap player, they better, they better be significantly, significantly better than anything else you've got coming through. Because what you're doing is you're paying hundreds of thousands of pounds for someone who come in any position. So you've got someone like a, you know, they brought Charteris in too, didn't they? Who's got a wonderful reputation as a bloke and all that, but has barely played. So you're going to bring someone in on, on, on a ton of money, good on them. And I'm happy they've got it, but they're only going to be there for a couple of years. Whereas if you get someone like a Charlie Yules, just to take the second rows, you know, cause I mentioned Charteris, someone like Charlie Yules, I mean, when he makes mistakes and has a poor period of form, or not that he really does, but as it makes a few errors and doesn't impact games like he wants to, he is there learning from those mistakes. So, and he'll be, that the club will benefit from those learnings for four, five, eight, ten years. Hopefully, that's the idea. But with these guys that come in, they're only there for a couple of years. They're not building towards the future of Bath Rugby. Luke Charteris won't be there in five years. Priestland and Roberts won't be there in five years. So, you have to sign those top players, but. They better perform, you know. They better perform, you know, three times better or twice as well as you know the young players coming through because that's they're kind of being paid to. And at Bath, I think that balance just isn't right. I don't think they get it right often enough. There you go. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah. Thanks. Um, the bit of news now: Reese Priestland. Um, I know his deal's not been sorted out yet. I think Bath originally said that. They didn't need him. Now they're having contract talks with him. But could this be because potentially Gareth Anscombe might sign for him because he hasn't sorted out his deal yet? Now, could Bath be waiting on Gareth Anscombe's signature? And if the Blues are managed to keep him or he stays in Wales on a dual contract or, or whatever, that is my theory, I think. So potentially. Then, I, I've got another theory. Yeah, um, Danny Cipriani? Yeah. Okay. And that is, that is a guess, but I, I'd be amazed if... 
I'd be amazed if Bath aren't in the market to sign Cipriani. Yeah, um, I've also heard um, Anscombe as well. So, I mean, yeah, what, I have, what you're yeah. getting at the moment is Priestland is sort of digging in, I suppose, to see if, I don't know, Cipriani or Anscombe will go to Bath. Um, be ashamed to lose I, Bath. I heard, I heard Priestland, I heard that Bristol offered Priestland. You never know, but it's one of those things like... If you're a good 10, you're going to get, and you're a decent 10, you're going to get offered contracts anyway, because that's... That's your number one priority, really, in your team, isn't it? To find a number 10. You look at the Gwent Dragons now. They're not even called the Gwent Dragons. I just think they're called the Dragons. Um, yeah. You know, they signed Moriarty. They signed Hibbert. Moriarty is just a class player. You saw that all the way through yeah, Six Nations. Class, yeah. But unfortunately, he's in a team that isn't really functioning that well. Um, you've got yeah. Corey Hill as well. But they they didn't recruit a 10, really. And they're struggling massively because of yeah. that reason. Um, I mean... Know. It, it it's an interesting one because Bath have ne- Bath have not yet seemed to trust Freddie Burns at ten. So by the time they put him on at the weekend, it's way too late. It's almost pointless. Well, you but, say they haven't, they can't trust him, but well, they he, don't. He's, gi- he's given him, yeah, he's given him a few reasons why sometimes. Yeah, I mean, yes, I, I mean, but it, uh, in front of a dominant, behind a dominant pack, rather. He's brilliant. He's a fat, yeah, yeah, brilliant player. So it's one of those things, but they, maybe they regard him as high risk. So that's why they just don't pick him that often. So they clearly don't. If they rated Freddie Burns really highly, they'd pick him every week. So they don't. And we all come to that point in our careers, or well, you didn't, but we all do. Yeah. So or, actually, neither did I. But some people do. But if we know that if they rated him as top dog, they pick him every week. Yeah. But pretty much as soon as Reese uh, Priestland is fit, um. And or Freddie Burns does some, makes an error in a game, Priestland's back in and Burns is on the bench. Now, it's an interesting one, but they but they said early on we do not want we don't want Reese Priestland next year. We don't want him, and the reasons they don't want him are definitely not what you might call Cipriani type reasons. It's because it's a rugby it's a rugby decision. So they don't what they're saying is when they release you when you're fully fit and you're playing every week is they don't rate you and they think they can get someone better. So what they've said to him is, we don't rate you highly enough to keep you or to offer you another contract. You can go. Actually, he I think he did an interview that said he hasn't had any offers and he might have to retire a while ago. Maybe that's the case. That's still the case. Maybe it's not. But then he basically, they've said, actually, we, we're trying to get someone and we might not be able to get them. So actually, do you want to stay? So he's been told they don't rate him. But they've said, actually, we can't get anyone else. So maybe you want to stay. That seems to be what's happening to me and that's pretty tough for a player mind you if it's the only money you get offered you take it yeah I mean I was, I was probably a little bit harsh there for reasons for him Bath not to pick him um, just one just stands out poor bloke uh, which we know what against... Freddie you mean no, yeah. I, was talking about, I was talking about Priestland there oh sorry um, yeah but I mean because yeah. well, no, they, they released him they said we don't want you actually we can't get anyone else do you want to stay and it's like but you've already said you don't rate me Yeah. so it's like mm, that's a bit tough but mm. yeah I mean yeah I think um I think they they having they don't pick one of their they got two high earning tens top earning tens they don't pick one of them if the other one's fit and the one they do pick they said they didn't want they released him and said we think we can do better than this so that's what they're saying when they release you so they don't I think they just they've spent a lot of money and time on two tens and they don't think they've got the right guy that's what I read into it um, so it wouldn't surprise me at all if. Bath are gunning for Cipriani or Anscombe. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, Worcester, Worcester won at Bristol. Yes, I saw that. 
Um, See Josh Adams finish down the side from that Hugard pass. Lovely finish. Not yeah. much room either. Uh, I'm so glad he's signed for the Blues. He's going to be great in um, yeah in the pro in against Pro 14. Although the Blues do have quite a few good wingers at the moment. Owen Lane is on fire as well for the Blues. Um, he was phenomenal at the weekend. But I mean, Got you a know, Grand Slam though, any now the Adams family. Yeah, exactly. But it is heating right up at that bottom of the table now. There's no doubt about that. But yeah, um, yeah, Josh Adams is just. Is there a better wing at the moment? Well, there are better wings at the moment. Um, Sinotti, Sinotti, for one. <laughs> he was unplayable at the weekend. But Josh Adams yeah. is certainly in the best form. Ollie Thorley as well as a horse. Yeah, there's, there's loads. But but Josh Adams is in the form of his career at the moment, isn't he? And rightly so. Um, he's had a taste for international rugby. He's proved that he can cut it with the best. He's Wales is one of Wales' best players through the Six Nations, that's for sure. And a lovely try as well. And, and Worcester... Just beat Bristol, don't they? Two points. Um, well, did you Madigan see? Had the kick to, Mad- Madigan kicked to win a couple of weeks ago, and this one he couldn't get, so you can't blame him for that. But no, blimmin' close game that. Do you see how powerful Ted Hill looks for his try? Yeah, what a pick like, and go that was. I know. I watched it and I was because you know when Eddie Jones picks someone and you're like, who? Yeah. And I was like, I watched him and he picked Gary Graham, the Newcastle back row, a while ago, and we were like, what? And you almost think he does it for attention, but I watched Ted Hill at the weekend, and I thought that is a powerful young man. Like that is Very that powerful. try shouldn't really be scored, should it? No, not at all. But he just looked incredibly dynamic, didn't he? That pick and go, just mm-hmm. Bosch's way right over. Um, love seeing Morahan score. That was a really nice try down the right hand side. Great wheels to finish that off as well. He is one of their what best try? players. He's he's like a guy you've just picked up off one of the fields playing touch rugby, isn't he? You know, he just looks like that. Just looks like a player with his cap on backwards, just playing touch rugby. And hey, Bristol are there any better around at the moment? The, oh, yeah. Josh Adams and Ollie Thorley and yeah. Luke Morahan. Hey, Ollie, Ollie, Ollie Woodburn had a really good game, by the way. Yeah, he you did. Pass he threw at the end. Yeah. <laughs> what was he doing? What he could, he doing he, he, I mean, he bloke. wasn't. He was trying not to be um, selfish, and unfortunately, because the game blew up at the end and they, they scored, oh, there was no re- there wasn't there wasn't a replay, but. I don't know whether someone had switched off on the inside because that's the issue you've got. When someone's yeah. going to score and you know you think they're going to score, there's no need to pass the ball and all of a sudden they pass it. You know, you have to react. So yeah. I'm not quite sure what went on there, but um, it didn't look good, did it? Oh, by the way, I know, I know we've moved on, but Rory McConaughey on the wing for Bath mm. come from sevens. Sevens players aren't meant to be good enough to play in the Premiership. That's what we always think. That's what we would like to think. Rubbish. He's been brilliant. He's been excellent, just like Ali Brew. As soon as he arrived, was excellent for Bath. I know yeah. he's not fit at the moment, but they got some class wingers down there. Anyway, yeah. But Worcester so, needed that win more than Bristol because that brings Worcester mm. to thirty-two points, three ahead of Newcastle. Bristol at thirty-six, which you think uh, they're probably going to be safe at thirty-six mm. and ninth. Um, it's better than being twenty-nine points like Newcastle are. But right. I mean, the top of the table is is pretty standard. Gloucester have done really well this year, haven't they? Exeter Saracens are always always going to be there. Wasps, are, I suppose, have been a little bit disappointing. They've they've had a poor mid Very to end season. Um, we thought they'd be better. But Tomboy, Tomboy, here's the thing about Wasps, right? And Leroux, it's not the only thing. at fifteen. <laughs> he yeah, hates well, tackling. It, he hates it. He likes it for Springboks. He hates a tackle. But the the thing is, for me, and it it's not all about this. Of course, it's not. Wasps. Wasps let Danny Cipriani go and say, we don't want you. Yeah. They can hardly win a game. Gloucester are doing nothing, really. Spending quite a lot of money on players, doing nothing. 
Uh, it hasn't really happened. They've been a high t- a high budget team for a long time that aren't winning. They signed Danny Cipriani, and they're going for playoffs. They're yeah, properly in the fight for playoffs. That cannot. It's not all it, but cannot be a coincidence. Was have plummeted. Gloucester have taken off since he arrived. And Wasp have lost good. Elliot Daly as well, who's been playing on the wing, I'd assume, through um, injury crisis to just try and get your best players out there because they're De Jong and um, Lovabialu in the centre. So, um, I mean, Elliot Daly is just, he's an all-round player and he's got the, mm. the, the whole shebang and yeah. to play on the left wing and not get utilised to the best of his ability. You Not know, get euthanised. Yeah. <laughs> but did, I just couldn't believe how Willie Hines just hurdles, basically, Willie LaRue for the try. You know, there's... There's yeah, not no much ever there. Willie LaRue only likes tackling players that have either gone past him um, and he can catch them from behind. That's it. Anything head like, on. Like he did with Thorley for the Ackerman try. Yeah, like he did with Thorley for that. But... That's a really good, that's a really good point, that, because I did say on the highlights thing... Credit credit him with that tackle because he made it, and it is a player that has gone past him, so it's not a head-on collision, is there? No, it's it's a it's a tackle that doesn't hurt either, and you can use their momentum to take that him down. That is such a good point. But I'm going to steal that on the telly. I like Mark Atkinson. Um, yeah. He was hundredth cap for Gloucester. He had a good game. Mate, he's like six five, you know. Yeah, I know he's massive. Bloke. We saw him. He's at, massive. Remember man. we saw him a couple of years ago in Cheltenham. Yeah, I saw him this year at Cheltenham. He's oh, did you? Fella. I didn't see him. Um, Do you know who's not that big? Is Franco Moster the second row? Really? However, what I would say to you, Great he's, he's not he's not big at all. What Great I say to you is, yeah, really good. He is, I think, one of the best players in the whole of the Premiership. He is his all work right. rate. I've never seen anything like it, and it's not just plodding around. He is the uh, he's the fittest player in the Prem. There you go. I've said it. I know um, all teams look like they sort of play the same way when they get into the wide channels. You know where they have sort of three lines of attack and the nine hits a forward who puts it behind to a yeah. 10. But what I just, I love watching Gloucester get themselves into those positions because they're not, they're often not looking to cut teams sort of first phase all the time. They're looking just to get into the wide channels. Then I, I'm watching, it's even better on a wide angle, just players, all of the players, forwards and backs, just interlinking, get themselves in the right position to attack so everyone's an option um yeah. and when it works it's just incredible and you can just see cipriani just jogging around just telling people where to go telling willie hines which way to go and then when they get in the position and they attack it is it's all the whole line runs in in unity um they're all options it's a pleasure to watch and it takes probably three or four phases sometimes to get them into that position. But when they do, they they can cut teams to shreds. They look incredibly dangerous from sort of third or fourth phase la- attack. And for the last two and for the last couple of seasons, I'll tell you who else's attack was like that until this season was Wasps. It was just like that. Yeah. They were the team that could concede loads of tries because they scored so many. And and Bath again, were and Bath were, I think, when they had Eastman there at twelve and Ford. At Ford 10, and Eastman, yeah. And Joseph. I mean, that, yeah. We've gone back a few years now, but... That was their best season, and Kyle Eastman is still, I think, a massively underrated player. Mm. He's such such a good 12. Ball to the line and all that. Um, Saracens against Quinns, I was there, as we said, live. To be honest, fella, not a huge amount to report. Um, it no. felt like Saris would do it, and they did it, and it was unglamorous, and it was the first half an hour of it was just dead. No atmosphere, balls down the whole time. Who's the player in the second row for Saracens that looks like Will Skelton, but thinner and better and 
carries harder and has high work rate. I think it's Bill. I think it's Bill Snelton. Bill Snelton. Um, what a signing he's been. He must be new to the club because he is funny because he's lost about forty three stone and, and he is enormous. Still. But he's he's lost that. Yet he's a better carrier. He. He was the best player on the field by a hundred miles, mm. and I saw Lawrence after the game. And Lawrence had done BT, of course, and I did five. And I said, "Who'd you give man of the match?" He said, "Skelton, obviously." I was like, "Good," because I can't believe anyone else would have given anything else. Because he's, although he's, he's, he's got it. He's got it all. Full stop. He's got it all. He goes and goes. He's got. He has high impact in defence and attack. Loads of skill. Massively physical and really aggressive. Yeah. He 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 is absolutely the full package. I think he is just brilliant. Saracens player they've made will him. be kicking themselves just before half time. I can't remember who kicks it off. I can't remember if it was Good or Lazowski or Williams. One of them Good, kicks. Yeah. yeah, one of them kicks it off. Oh, um, I'm not yeah. sure. I think it might have been a miss hit. It didn't look like it came right off the middle of the boot, but just before the clock turns forty. So then Harlequins get a line out and Care scores, doesn't he? Off the yeah. back of it. But, um, the, but they thought, but they thought the clock was dead because yeah. the stadium clock said it was dead and it wasn't. And oh, so that was the mix-up, was it? That was the mix-up. Oh, okay. Quite interesting uh, because the the official timers' clock, Barnsley Wayne Barnes is there. The official timekeeper's clock is not quite. And there's always a couple of seconds difference between that and the stadium clock. That should never happen. Time. That should never happen at this level. It should never happen. It's ridiculous. But you there need, is. You need Tisso to um, to time the games. That's what you need. I think. I mean, I, I personally, if it's to make sure it's accurate, I'd probably go with Brightly. Um, completely up to you. But it's funny because I, I used to have this posh, not a super posh, but kind of low level posh watch, and I took it into a shop in Bath and said it. Show it's, it's a couple Just a couple of minutes fast, and I, he said, "Of course, it, I'm not going to be a nose about it." It was a, <clears throat> it was a Rolex, and it was the cheapest one you can get, and all that, and it was a treat when I retired, and I'm not going to apologise for it anyway. So. I took it in and I said, it's about two minutes fast, three minutes fast all the time. And he goes, of course it is. It's a Rolex. I said, what do you mean? Of course it is. It's a Rolex. He goes, if you want it something to be accurate, get a Casio. If you want a brilliant piece of engineering, get a Rolex or an Amiga, but they're not as accurate as digital ones yeah. or your phone. Deal with it. Or you can ring like, it. Oh, you, you can ring up the talking that. clock. Um, yeah, but yeah. It looks good though, doesn't it? And yeah, but nothing wrong with maybe, being early, mate. Lombardi yeah, maybe, I, maybe our mate had a roller, so it's got the timings wrong. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, you're right, mate. There wasn't that much to discuss in the Saracens game. Saracens did a job. Um, no, and, Sa- and Sale started well up at Newcastle, but Newcastle turned it around in front of a massive crowd at St. James's Park. What a Good win that was. Them. What a win. Huge. Yeah. Um, you know, Gonover makes a little mistake, doesn't he, for the, I think it's the McGuigan try, just bites in. Absolutely no yeah, need for it. Doesn't need to. Doesn't it. Need to. Um, but Sonotti, Sonotti. He won man of the, the match. The ankle snapper. He's the ankle snapper. He he changes direction in the air. Like he, there was mm-hmm. one run where he just he beats Faf de Klerk and Danny Solomona, but way too easily. Just jumps in the air. You don't know which way he's going to go. It's like a running man sidestep in the air. Yeah, uh, and when you, when you watch uh, Zach Kibberigi play on the wing, you think, oh my days, they can't drop him. Mm. I know Sinotti's good, but they can't drop him. Then they do. And they bring Sonotti Sonotti in and you're like, yeah, yeah, he's kind of got to play. Because yeah. Gonover obviously has to play because he made that error, but he's... Oh, definitely. I mean, are, are there any better wingers around? Ask yourself that. Um, yeah, I think I will um, 
I'll withtract that statement I made. Just go, just just cut it out when you edit it, mate. But It'll be fine. No one will know. Floody scores, doesn't he? He goes over, just about touches the ball down, takes two or three over with him, um, and the rest is penalties. Got a theory on this, by the Takalua, way. Takalua, five penalties. Um, Sale actually outscored Falcons, two tries Calf-Zilla, to one. Zilla, you mean, you mean Takalua Calfzilla? Yeah, I mean, he's... By the way, Callum Green has been cited since that game for biting Rob... Yeah, see, I saw that during the game, and to be fair, Rob Webber is slightly choking Callum Green around his neck and mouth, and if someone's doing that to you and they're not letting go, what are you meant to do? Tommy, it happened to me a couple of times when I was playing, and it was quite annoying, and I'll be quite honest, I wanted their arm or fingers at one point up at Welford Road, I won't say who it was, I wanted their fingers out of my mouth. And they were deliberately trying to rip the inside of my cheek and stuff, so I bit the fingers. I'm not. I, you wanted. Not, you not wanted blood, mate. You wanted to taste blood. No, but like, what are you going to do if so, if someone is if someone is choking you? And you can't bite them. That's the thing. And the gentleman's tap isn't working. You can't. You can't. But you kind of sometimes do. So I don't know. I, yeah. It, it did look to me. It did look to me on the slow mo like he bit him. But I yeah. was looking at. No, it did look to me. And. Um, I can't remember who the ref was. It might have been Luke Pierce. Was it Luke Pierce? I'm not sure. Um, I can't remember. He uh, he actually says there are bite marks on um, Webber's on Webber's thing. hand on Webber's forearm. Yeah. But if you look at that though, in the context of it all, it's not just his arms there. I'm going to bite it. Um, he is getting choked. It looks like it around the face, and yeah. you know you don't want a forearm in your mouth or your nose, do you? You won't be able to breathe. No. So, By the way, before we go, drop my little theory on the Toby Flood try. And yeah, go on, it, sorry. Go, ha- hit ha- me. fits with the theory of mine. I think you have, in most teams, say in the Premiership, you have everyone, everybody is better than competent, but a professional, elite level competent in elite terms between the 22s. And in the 22s, that is when your star players earn their status and as star players. So if you look at a Francois Lowe, right? Or you look at a Mark Wilson, let's say Mark Wilson. Mark Wilson is the guy that the team turns to, not always, but as often as possible to deliver something defensively when you're under the pump in your own 22. So if you look at someone like a Francois Lowe and you say, what is his value? Everyone says he's world-class. What is his value? Well, his value is nicking ball mainly. But he'd done it so many times in pressure situations at the key moment, like Steph Armitage used to, so many times that actually he becomes a star player largely for that reason. And when you get into opposition 22s and you're in decent positions, then you're attacking star players, which are usually fly halves. They have to produce. It is their job to produce. Gonover is there for that reason. Gonover is not there for what he does between the 22s. He's actually not there for what he does in his own 22. He's there as a strike zone player, whereas Sonotti can rip you apart from wherever. Anyway, Toby Flood is a star player. Look at George Ford, even in a struggling Leicester team. He gets the opportunity, he takes it. Cipriani gets the opportunity, takes it. Joe Simmons takes it. Francois Lowe nicks ball at the right times. And Toby Flood, all right, he's an old man now compared to when he played for England, but he's still got it. And at that key moment, the star player, the 60-cap big name running the show for Newcastle produced when it really mattered and scored a try that Sale will hate because he shouldn't have got through, but he did. And I just think these the star players for me are either stars in the opposition 22 
or stars in their own 22 quite often. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, he always takes the ball flat, though. He was so good at that for England and for Newcastle and for his whole career, though, because he's so tall as well. And there's actually a fair bit of weight behind him, so he always gets his arms through the tackle. And he... Um, he gets that ball free and you've just got to run angles off him and he will offload for you all day but showed the old dog still got a bit of power in him as well. He has, not he, uh, the old boy? Yeah. He's not all ears. He's not all ears. I actually enjoyed Tom May's commentary as well. I yeah. did as well, yeah. Yeah, I hope he really listens good. to this. I know he won't because he has his own podcast. Doesn't everyone? Everyone's got a podcast now. Are we going to move on? Yeah, we'll do something else. We'll do a YouTube channel. How about that? Get Gordon the Gopher, Shall we? Basil Brush. That's what we'll do. Yeah, that's what we'll do. Um, right, lad. Okay, boy. Hey, well done today, fella. You have a good week, and you, boy. And uh, I mean, let's get some questions back in, please. All right, send yeah, us some okay, questions. Yeah. Send us some Probably. questions on Twitter because I mean, we did do a thing at the start that this season with mobile phone and you know giving Could us jokes. Lost, no, it's not that. I just don't know where it's gone. <laughs> I've lost it. Oh. <laughs> On the, probably on the blimmin' lash, knowing you, you're mad. Bugger, it will turn it? up, won't it? It will turn you up. You are blimmin' mad. Um, all right, good luck to you and um, happy Brexit, okay? Well done, fella. Cheers, fella. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 